The world is on the brink of a water crisis, with global demand projected to surpass the supply of fresh water by 40% by the end of this decade. Counting as one of the world's arid countries, South Africa not only faces environmental challenges in this regard, but also severe problems when it comes to the management of this precious resource. South Africans use well above the global average of 173 litres of water per day, even though we don't have a drop to spare. This is also largely due to leakage from ailing infrastructure. Government has acknowledged that inadequate funding, vandalism, sewerage losses, construction issues, lack of capacity and cooperation, as well as infrastructure deterioration continue to persist and that 89.8 billion rand more would be needed each year for the next 10 years to achieve water security. At the recent Water Service Authority Summit, Water and Sanitation Minister Senzo Mkunu called on all citizens and industry, including farmers, to use water resources responsibly. When considering the demand side, it's estimated that farming utilizes about 60% of raw water in South Africa. Irrigation makes up the bulk of this and further estimates show that about 30% of this water is lost. The latest edition of the National Water Resources Strategy does note improved Improvements in efficiencies through the use of technologies like trickle systems and center pivots, but challenges remain. The department states that there is currently no sufficient measurement at critical control points in the irrigation schemes, local surface water and groundwater used by agriculture, insufficient capacity to effectively monitor and enforce compliance, no real-time monitoring and management of water conveyance systems, limited self-monitoring and old and deteriorating canal structures. On the supply side, it's mentioned that groundwater is underutilized by the agricultural sector and that government is looking at infrastructure projects like raising the height of dam walls to increase Catchment. I'm joined by Professor Anthony Turton, a water expert from the Centre of Environmental Management at the University of the Free State, to finish us more with insights on this topic. Professor, considering what some would say is the late hour, where there seems to be almost like a global knee-jerk reaction to realise the 2030 Sustainable Development Goals from the United Nations and in turn, of course, to fulfil South Africa's National Development Plan. On the supply side, how can interventions such as raising dam walls benefit agricultural producers? We just need to go into your introduction a little bit and uh, we need to distill out some important <clears throat> facts there. So the first fact is that there's something happening at global level. That's a global narrative. And that in general is about population growth and enormous pressure on freshwater resources. But that's a global narrative. Now, the South African narrative is completely different because at the moment, uh, we actually don't have a water scarcity in South Africa. Uh, we've had a couple of good years of rain. Uh, the major river systems and dam systems are relatively full uh, from 80% up to 100% in some cases. In my professional life, um, I haven't actually, I can't recall a period when we've had uh, as, as much abundance of water in our dams as we do at the moment. So, of course, the uh, you know what you mentioned uh, there uh, in your introduction is government says that there's a whole bunch of issues and one of them is scarcity and blah, 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 blah. Those are not necessarily uh, valid uh, narratives. So, we you know, we need to understand that the South African story 
differs from the global story because in the South African case, the, the core problem, the absolute core problem is the failure of the institutions of governance, particularly at municipal level. Uh, where we are seeing institutional failure now across the board in almost all of the municipalities. And this is most often manifest as, as a, um, the destruction of the sewage infrastructure. So I would almost uh, um, highlight the sewage crisis in South Africa as being the single biggest crisis in the water sector. And this, of course, has got many, many ramifications for agriculture, but for the rest of society as well. But the important thing is it's not about a water scarcity crisis. What this is about is actually about uh, an induced scarcity because while we have lots of water available, we have so damaged that water with sewage return flows that the water is no longer fit for purpose. And this now, of course, speaks directly to governance and the role of government, because unfortunately, all of the empirical evidence tells us that government has become the single biggest polluter of water in the country. And that opens up a whole can of worms so we can go down that rabbit hole if you wish to. However, you asked the question specifically about dam walls. The issue with dam walls is a, a fairly complex one, but at, at, at sort of headline level, South Africa went through a very aggressive phase of building dams from the 1960s onwards, when we uh, became independent from Great Britain. There was a, a very aggressive period of dam building that came to a peak in the kind of 1980s and it, it, it tapered off in the 1990s. We've built almost all the dams we can build in South Africa. Uh, we have got very few dam sites left in the country. And of course, the uh, the important thing now is subsequent to all of that, uh, with with climate change kicking in and the whole narrative about global warming and, and, and those sort of things, we're now starting to see the unintended consequences of that. So I don't see personally uh, uh, a, a future for raising dam walls because there simply is not enough water left to uh, to capture. Our fundamental problem in South Africa with water is our conversion of rainfall to runoff. So if you take a hundred, uh, farmers will understand this because farmers know know about rainfall and they know about moisture in the soil. So if you we take a theoretical map of South Africa and let's just say that over that map of the entire country, we are going to throw 100 units of water, uh, which we're going to simulate as rain. And we're going to be very surprised that of those 100 unit, units of water, only eight units end up in the river. The other 92 units get lost almost immediately to evaporation and to transpiration out of out of plants, out of the uh, you know, growing plants. So our fundamental problem in South Africa in the water space is our conversion of rainfall to runoff. So because we went through this aggressive development phase from the 1960s until the 1980s, two decades of extremely rapid uh, uh, development, aggressive industrialization, and that was all about chasing those eight units of rain that were in the river. And that was the easy water to catch, and we've 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 caught it pretty much as as much as we can. But now, in a in a in a warming world, in a world of uh, of climate, and in a world particularly where we've got increased flows of sewage back into our systems, we've now got a new problem. And that new problem, of course, is enrichment of of the water uh, uh, by by um, uh, 
uh, either fertilizers, phosphate and nitrate, or phosphate and nitrate coming out of our sewage works. And this is a, 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 a system or a process known as eutrophication, where water becomes highly eutrophic or highly enriched. And the best example of that in South Africa is Hartebeersport Dam. But we've seen in the last in the last two years, two to two to two to four years, we've seen exactly the same happening in the in the Vaal River system. Uh, we've seen literally in the last twelve months a rapid transformation of the Vaal. And I, I go quite often to Kharib Dam, and we're seeing the same thing happening in Kharib Dam. So if we go back to the numbers I mentioned, so we're going to talk about some numbers. Uh, we said that over the whole of South Africa, of 100 units of rain, eight units ends up in the uh, in the river, but that takes into consideration the high rainfall areas around KZN and uh, Mpumalanga, the, uh, the eastern the eastern part of South Africa. There's very high rainfall there relative to the rest of the country. So if we just look at two river basins in South Africa that are very important, the Orange and the uh, and the Limpopo, that together probably uh, counts for maybe as much as 40, maybe 50% of our total surface area of the country. I can't remember the exact number, but they're very, very big. So if we take those two river basins, of 100 units of rain that falls out of the sky in those river basins, only three units ends up in the uh, in the river. So there you've got a 97% loss, only a 3% conversion. And that's a, that's a huge number. And if you take that three those three units that end up in the river, of the Orange River system, and we say that's 100% of the water in the river on an annual average. Remember, we are, we're going over, over a long time span, so we're talking about averages. So on an annual average, if we've trapped those three units of rain in the, in the Orange River, well, let's have a look at the dams we built, and we built dam storage to trap about 270% of that. So we can almost trap three times as much water as we have in an annual average year in those systems. So that's why we can't really easily go for trapping uh, for trapping new water behind dams. And that's why the dam building era is rather over. But now we can start going to 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 other to other solutions. Uh, you know, later on, we can maybe talk about some of the solutions that I'm seeing coming out. But this is this is at least just at the beginning of the interview the statement of the problem that we're dealing with. And undoubtedly, the the biggest single problem is this enrichment from sewage. Without any question of doubt, this is affecting every single person, and in particular, it's affecting agriculture.